You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Or welcome back to another episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues, you guys. I'm looking at greatness today. The buzz and the positive vibes around this woman today is just out of this world. Let me give you a breakdown of some of the things that she has done. Let's see, previous Broadway credits include... Godspell Revival, Holler If You Hear Me, The Color Purple as Nettie, and was Tony nominated for her role as Kanisha in a slave play. Y'all, she's been seen in When They See Us, Mahalia, One Night in Miami, and Lovecraft Country, just to name a few of the things that she's done. And she's currently starring as Nellie in Paradise Square on Broadway. Y'all, please help me welcome Broadway gold, Joaquina Calucango! <laughs> Hi, Salisha. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy to talk to you. Um, I'm, I'm, I've never gotten to meet you in person, uh, and I'm so glad that I get to talk to you now. How are you today? How's your heart? My heart is good. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm alive. I'm healthy. I can't complain. We'll take that. We will take that. Um, <laughs> I will say, I was reading my favorite bougie magazine. Like, it's not like my outwardly favorite magazine. It's just my secret guilty pleasure, town and country. And I don't even know you, Joaquina. And I turned the page and there you were. And I felt like, mama, we made it. <laughs> that is how I felt. I was like, oh. We did the we. You don't even you didn't even know me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, how has it been being in Paradise Square so far? How's it going? Oh my it's been so much fun. Like the cast is phenomenal. The music is amazing. It's a joy to be able to to perform this story, this New York story in New York City. And to have Broadway be back open. I mean, people are coming from everywhere. New Hampshire, Texas, Chicago coming to see the show. So we're just grateful. We're grateful that people actually are coming. Oh, I I did have tickets a few weeks ago. And that was the night. That was the first night that, like, I think some COVID stuff was happening. I'm not sure. But you guys were closed that night. And so we were turned away just for that night. How are things now? Are people okay? Are you guys okay? <laughs> We are okay. Oh my God, this is the most resilient bunch of people I have ever okay. <laughs> had the pleasure of seeing, like truly. Um, it, it was rough though. We had to close for 10 days. I was one of the first uh, couple of people to, to catch it. So just learning how to, I was like, you know, you go into panic mode. Like, am uh -huh. I going to be able to breathe again? Can Hello? I sustain things again? Can I move again? Am I going to get a cough? <laughs> am I okay? Yeah. Right. Am I okay? <laughs> and, and gratefully, yes, gratefully I am. We have, I have wonderful doctors. People look at you, check you out. It's, it's amazing. It's, it, it's really amazing. And I'm, you know, vaxxed everything. So it, it yeah. was relatively mild. So. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was so nervous. I was, I went across the street at glass house afterwards and there were some people who were supposed to be in that theater and they were like, yeah, not happening tonight. And I'm just so glad that you guys are okay. <laughs> um, and also, did you have COVID before during the pandemic? No, this was my first time. See? I have been protecting myself for a long time. And I was like, oh, in my Jesus God, name. I uh -huh. got the wrong I got the Rona this time around. <laughs> Literally season five. And I'm asking you because I just got it for the first time um, last month. I'm like, how did we get almost like three years in? That's what, right? Right. And it's scary. It's like, am I going to die or is it the sniffles? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that you are okay um, and that everyone is okay. How does it feel? Because I'm sure you've heard. I've not gotten to see you yet, and I'm going to be coming in soon so I can, like, celebrate. They're, like, half the cast of Beautifuls in the show. I was in Beautiful. I'm like, oh, my friends, I can't wait to see you guys out there. Um, there's a lot of talk about you. You've heard, I'm sure. Word on the street. Oh, oh no. Oh, goodness. I hope it's good. I hope it's good, y'all. Can, can you imagine if I brought you on here and was like, oh, man, people are talking Girl. mad shit. <laughs> up your game girl. girl you need to up up your game honey no 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 quite the opposite people are t saying that you're bringing down the house and i'm just trying to figure out like how does that feel how are you able to go on stage every night knowing that there's an expectation and there's a standard and like to continue doing that where do you, what is your headspace to be able to be consistent and continue to do the work and um I think one it, it it comes from the work I was so excited by this to to lead a a Broadway musical this is my first time so like I am just like whew, faced a huge fear of mine doing it and I'm enjoying every second of it I don't want to take any of this for granted so as much as I can drinking a lots of water getting um um, massages every week. I take voice lessons with Joan later every week, um, who's, you know, brought legend vocal coach who's, who's helped me and been, has been helping me since uh, May of last year when I nice. found out I was doing it. So, um, and the, honestly, it's the cast. I have never met more lovely people in my life. They're so freaking talented. We want to show up for each other. So those days where it's hard, especially those two show days where you're like, Ooh, I don't know if I got this energy today. What we gonna do? And somebody will look at you like you gonna cut up today or not? And uh -uh, you're like, let's no, go. You gonna cut up or what? One. Right. I don't want to be the one. So I think it's all of that energy and and the audience because they're coming in with so much vibrancy. You can't yes. you can't slack off when they yeah. come in with all that hype. You're like, you gotta give them a great one. So wow. yeah, I think it's just the love for this show. We want to do great and. And we want people to have fun in this space. Um, does Jason conduct, Jason Howland, for those who are listening, Jason Howland, does he conduct each night? Yes, he does. Oh, man. Is he's he a fool? Does he, does he behave, Joaquina? He does behave, although he has told us that there will be moments. Oh, see, <laughs> once he gets comfortable, he's going to be like, ooh, I'm going to throw this in because he's so freaking talented for his mm -hmm. own dang good. It's phenomenal. The way I, I don't even know. I tell you, I, I, can't, I think I came in early one time and he the way he caught it, 
he just like breathes with us in a in a way that I have never seen happen on a stage. He's phenomenal. It's stupid. So lucky to have him. Oh. It's so stupid. I remember like I was playing with some other um, MDs and they were fantastic. It was my first time on Broadway. I'm like, oh my gosh, everything here is so amazing. I finally made it here. And I was like, oh, so-and-so was so good, who was our director that night. And they were like, oh, you haven't played with Jason yet. I was like, what do you mean? Like, this, like everyone is so good, which is true. But then when Jason sits in that seat, yeah, he burns the whole building down. He like, does. He does. Okay, enough about Jason because he's his own thing. <laughs> um. This is not the, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm already a few months in the future. I'm like Tony nominated for Paradise Square. I know that nominations haven't come out yet, have they? No, they come out Monday, I believe. <laughs> how, how are you feeling? I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry that I just totally put that on. I'm totally projecting. I'm like, okay, how are we doing? <laughs> Listen, I am feeling I, I just pray that this show gets as much love as, as we put into it because we, we're out here working hard. So I hope people um, receive it that way. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. It <laughs> is no being received that way. I am telling from the point of, of perspective of somebody who is going, who hasn't even seen it yet. It just all the love surrounding your show. It feels very special. I cannot wait until I'm in the audience to see it with my own eyes, so I can put together what people are saying versus what is like the reality in front of me. So, I mean, I do want to ask about that though. When did you get into? I hate when people ask me this, but I'm totally gonna ask you. <laughs> Sorry for this generic ass question, but when did you get into Broadway <laughs> and did you always know that you were meant for this? It's so interesting. I, I discovered theater when I was um, in high school. Uh, when I was in middle school, one of my counselors recommended that I go to an audition for a performing arts high school. Um, and it changed my life. I went to Tri-Cities High School. I, the first thing I saw was Once on This Island and I had no context for, for this art form. I, it was the first time. And I just remember being like, what is happening to my whole body? Look at all of these black people. Oh my God, like overload. <laughs> just, just was like, I wanna do that. And um, once I graduated from college, it, it, it became the thing of like, where, where do you go, right? Do you stay in New York City? Do you go to LA? What's what's the the route? And and I decided to stay in New York, and I was blessed um, right out to to swing for um, rent at New World. I was like a vacation swing for a week, and then I ended up booking um, an understudy for Godspell, and it I changed my life. Lindsay, all the entire cast was freaking phenomenal. So I'm just like watching just trying to absorb, absorb everything um, from all of these amazing giants. And um, wow. yeah, I, I love theater. I love telling stories. So it, it, it's been a part of my life since I was 14. I want to continue to do that. I think at my core, I'm a storyteller. So in whatever way, whatever art form that comes, I'm going to always do that. Um, and it just so happens that this, this is a story I really want to tell. So I'm excited to be back for sure. Wow. 
uh, did you know that it was possible when you were like your younger self, your 14 year old self, that you would be on these major stages and nominated for these big awards and winning awards? And did you know that was possible when you were 14? Not at all. Not at all. I think I was just trying to like learn monologues and like, you know, do a show. <laughs> Not at all. Like we were, I, I think we were saved a lot from that because my, my high school really just taught us discipline and focus and, and really making this thing a craft and realizing that preparing us for the hard work that, that, that it was going to be, you know, a journey. And, and, and so this place of arrival, I don't know. I, I couldn't see it for myself. I mean, I saw glimpses, right? Of course, like Heather Headley. Yes. Formed Aida Kayla Shans in the color purple. You see those Audra McDonald and you see them and you go, wait, okay, this might be real, but I don't think it, 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 it was real for me until I got um, here in New York where I could see it every day, be surrounded by it, mm. the environment and see that it went beyond Broadway. It was off Broadway. It was workshops. It yes. was reading, you know, yes. it's, it, it, so many other things that I'm like, oh, you actually can make a career out of this. Um, so yeah. Ooh, was there a switch of, um, okay, I'm doing this thing. Okay, wait, this is a, let me see if I asked this correctly. I Was there ever, a, did you always have the confidence that you have now or did you wake up one day and it just click? <laughs> Definitely did not have the confidence, uh, for sure. I think, I think the pandemic did a number. I think, and and right before that, um, I had lost my father, um, to cancer, and so my my outlook kind of completely changed. And I also have a little boy, and so like the drive. Oh yeah, he's delicious, and I think it changed my 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 entire framework of like I, I have to be the person that I want him to be in this world. You know what I mean? He has to see his mommy at her best. I got to make sure my headspace is together. I got to make sure that I'm operating in a way that he can follow and, and look at. And so um, a lot of it became, you actually know a lot. <laughs> you can voice your opinion. You don't have to be scared anymore. You have thoughts, put them into the room. Don't hide anymore. Stop operating out of fear. Walk into this space. Realize there's one beautiful quote of like, you have nothing to prove and everything to share. And I wish more people would incorporate that of like these auditions, these, these jobs there. We hear so much rejection and none of it has nothing to do with us or our talents. It's really about going into that space and being like, I have this thing to share and I'm about to share it and it's going to be bomb for a minute. And you're going to have a good time. And then I'm going to forget about it. You know, whatever that looks like, whether it's you getting a Kit Kat after a coffee, a drink, just forget about it and keep operating in that space. Because I, I do think that energy comes back. But the minute we lock into fear, it kind of blocks. It, it, it stops us from accessing the, the, our full beings in a real way and being alive and in the moment. So you learned all this in the pandemic? <laughs> no, I mean, of course, this is a no. I, of course, this is a a, a long journey of of, of things uh, for sure. Um, but I do feel like watching, and we were all watching people die every day 
on the news that yeah. that type of urgency of like life is short yeah why would i not do everything i possibly could to to give my all i don't know when this thing is going to end so i'm going to rock this thing every possible moment i can you know of of just being our full selves and i yes. think yeah, there was there was so much happening. We're we're not putting up with <laughs> with a lot of things anymore. I yes. think, and, yes. and I think that's a, a great way to keep moving forward for sure. Um, yeah, I completely I hear you and I agree. And I'm like, yes, but also before the pandemic, you were killing it in a slate play. I did see you in that. <laughs> and I, you know what? I it's a rare opportunity. I'm like, I get to ask you what. What was, what is a slave play in your words? Like for oh, those, I know I, I come up so speechless the times, especially when it was playing, everyone's like, well, what did you think? Well, what did you think? Like I, that was one show that got people thinking and talking and, and yes. most of the time I was always speechless. I'm like, I have no idea. I have no, so wait, in your Me own, too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh my god. I wish I had a simplified answer, but I, I don't think I think it's so many things. I think that's the beauty of this work of it leaves you with so many questions and not many answers, right? It's so many questions and not many answers. Right. And you can apply it to anything. I think I, I mean I think it's about power dynamics. I mean, I think it's it, it, it's so so many different things. <laughs> oh my, just share one, just one with me so I can just have one thought to bite on. Like, uh, mm. one, just one gem of what you think. I think, oh, this is so hard. I know, I know. I, I think it's a bigger metaphor for, for um, our collective whole in this country, power dynamics between different racial groups. And I think whether that's in academia, whether that's in relationships, whether that's in your everyday life, walk of life, it's, there's this interesting, um, 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 split that we all have to reckon with within this country and how we operate, how we move together, whether it's microaggressions, power dynamics, and we all have to pay attention to it. And as much as we believe that it's gone, it manifests in different ways. Mm. And it's very interesting to clock those moments when it manifests and how do you deal and move forward or not su so successfully as we've seen with the couples in this show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> falling apart. But oh. I do think it's a, a, a bigger metaphor for, for just the, the American story and, and what that means. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> just thank you because I've always been so speechless. I'm like, well, you know what? I heard that it's a bigger metal. <laughs> you could be like, I feel like I heard that somewhere from Joaquina Calicungo. <laughs> um, you also mentioned being a mother. How old is he? He's five. He's five. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. And don't worry, don't answer this question, but I want to ask how old are you? Because you look like you are 17. I know that. I know. You look, I you know that black don't crack. You look so bomb. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. I, um. I, I want to know because like my fiance, he wants a million kids. And I'm like, I don't know how that's possible with this career of living in New York. How are, yeah. How are you doing this? How, how do you find balance? I mean, truthfully, I'm I'm blessed. I have a, a, a great village of people around me. Um, and for me, I don't live in New York per se. I moved back to Atlanta um, like right uh, maybe a year or two before I did Slave Play because luckily my agents are bi-coastal. I can work anywhere. Oh. I think we, we, we've all kind of discovered that like in this pandemic, you can do a self-tape and work out of anywhere and find a place that makes you feel happy. And so for me, my, m- the majority of my family is in Atlanta. So I moved back. I needed sun- <laughs> sunshine, trees, everything. So yeah, that's helped me tremendously. Whoa, <laughs> was not expecting you to say that. That's bomb. And then while you're doing a show here, you're here in the city. Right. Oh. But I think with that that old school thing of like you have to be one place or start, I think that's kind of dying off. I, I don't think you have to do that anymore to be successful. You can work from anywhere. We're all self-taping from home <laughs> doing these things. And you know, you really can. Wow. Okay, thank you. That was very inspiring. And I have to ask you about your hair journey because I see this healthy you've got a whole lot of healthy texture going (laughs) on up here so have you always been natural do you straighten your hair do you like to wear wigs outside of work um what's your what's your go-to everything I have not always been natural. <laughs> I have always had very thick hair and my mom used to one cut it off when I was little because it was too much. She oh. would cut it into a teeny afro and was like, nope. And then <laughs> we finally found the hairstylist, but then they would like perm my hair a lot. So it went through some interesting journeys. And then I had, um, I'm African. So I had other Africans who would see my hair when it's blown out and being like, not knowing that I know how to speak French fully were out here like we're gonna overcharge her and I was like okay let me just because of my hair let me just say (laughs) wait that's really badass first of all you speak French listen I can understand it more let me let me not be out here being like don't ask me nope nope okay just a little bit okay I understand it enough to be like, no, you're not going to overcharge me (laughs) for my hair, ma'am. Good on you. Yeah. But my second year of um, Juilliard, I completely cut my hair off. And I was like, I'm just going to go natural. And maybe it was because that's what we call the dark year. It's the most stressful (laughs) year. And so I'm like, you know what? We're just going to free ourselves and see what happens. And I've been natural since. And I love wigs. I love braids. I love twists. I love switching my hair. I love color. I love everything. Some days I want to wear a purple wig. Some days I want some highlights. I just oh, feel yes. like hair is such an expression of yourself and, and um, as much fun as you can have with it, go for it. If it's not damaging your edges, right? go for it. You know, it's your crown. Do yeah. you prefer to wear a wig or be wigged in a show? I prefer to be wigged in a show. I mean, sorry, 
wear your own hair or be wigged in a show? I, I think I asked the same thing. Wigged for sure. Um, because <laughs> protective styles help keep your hair healthy and constant manipulation. I, I had that happen for one show I did and I was like, never again will I do this ever again? And it was very early on. And so I make sure in contracts, you're going to wig me. It's going to be yes. this. Yes. <laughs> We're not ever dealing with my hair ever like that. What's yeah. your wig prep? Ooh, it, it changes. Um, Ooh, sometimes I love just, this. Tell me, what are the different <laughs> yeah, ones? Sometimes it's corn rolls. Sometimes it's plaits. I, I usually keep it for like a week because I like to deep condition my hair once a week. Mm. So I'll, I'll rock it for the week. And then, uh, yeah, so it's on. either some type of, I don't like, really really small cornrows because I don't have the energy to be taking it down all day like that so I just go to like <laughs> six or five really big yes. call it a day or a couple of plaits pin it up or some twists pin it up um sometimes I do flat twists yeah but that's it and even the girls in our show like they have full on they're rocking full-on braids under their wigs oh, and, and everything wait, so what yes we, when I say protective style down, this entire cast is ridiculous. We don't play these games. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Wait, I'm so here for this. And also you're inspiring me because during this pandemic, I had nothing but time. And I watched, um, I don't know, what's the thing with Olivia, Sp Octavia Spencer, the show that she did with Madam CJ Walker. There was a line yeah. in there that was like, you've got the luxury of time or something. So take care of what you got. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I have the luxury of time. Let me take care of what I got. And so I was deep conditioning and all these things and my hair grew a lot during the pandemic. And now I'm back to real life. And <laughs> honey, she dry, she frizzy. What are you deep conditioning with? Have you found products that you love? Oh, let me pull, I have to pull it up so I can make sure I say this name right. What is but it? I found this woman on Instagram who does natural uh, hair products and she has a whole line, like she has a hydration line, um, growth line. It's called Sunny and Denby or Dembi. Yeah, I hope I'm it? saying this correctly. But if you go to her um, Instagram, it it's the most spectacular products. I mean, like hair growth oil with all rosemary, everything you could possibly all the herbs just sitting on the bottom it, with the oh. olive oil, you're just putting it in your hair. I deep condition it with it once a week. And then, um, yeah, and she has uh, butters and all the juices and berries. I, I just don't like my hair to be dry. Uh, yeah. Because, so I will oil yeah. it every day. <laughs> I will spray it with water. I'll do whatever I got to do. Um, hold on. How do you spell that thing? Sunny in what? So Sunny in, and it's D-E-N-B-I-G-H. G. Oh, yeah, I have no idea how to say that either. <laughs> black owned. Yep, yep. We love a black owned. Yes, um, we do. I, I feel so inspired by you and so excited for you. And just, I... I'm, I'm excited to see all the things that are going to happen for you. And I also cannot wait to see you in this show. I saw you in a slave play. And you were freaking fantastic. And funny. And funny. <laughs> And you know, people don't let me be funny. I'm like, I'm really funny. You're really funny. Let me be funny. Do you get to be funny in Paradise Square? No. Not really. No. <laughs> not really. Not really. Not really. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but I will say, I, I want to ask you before I let you go, uh, if you could 
talk to your younger self. If you're looking dead at eight-year-old Joaquina, what do you want to say to her? What would you say to her? Stop hiding. That's what I would say. Stop hiding. Mm. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Let me like let me just take that one in for myself. Eight year old. I mean, twenty eight year old. I mean, thirty year old. Um, and then also, if you were going to give advice to aspiring actors in the business or trying to get into the business, or if you went and spoke um, as an alum at Juilliard to the students, what would you tell them? Um, if you could do anything else, do it. If this is what you love, um, then chase it by all means. Um, stay learning. I think you you can constantly grow in this thing. You can become a writer. There are just other other um, avenues that don't just involve acting. And so I, I think as many I I'm a personal believer of multiple checks. I like multiple streams of income. <laughs> as an artist, I don't ascribe to the starving artist notion. So. I do mm -hmm. think that if, but if you know for sure that like, this is not the thing that you love, then do something else because it's gonna take all of you to stay in it, to bring your full self to it. Um, and, and yeah, and read, live life, have fun, get your heart broken. You know what I mean? Go see some great art, wow. <laughs> get some frogs, do whatever you need to do, but fully just live. I think that's the biggest thing. You got you got to be a person first in order to inhabit so many lives. You got to have somewhere to pull from too. Oh, that's great. How can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at Jakina Calicango. Beautiful. That's really all I'm on. <laughs> that's it. that's really what I said. That's really all I'm on. I ain't on Twitter. I ain't Facebook like that. Uh, just Instagram. <laughs> and they can come and get a ticket to see your show. Well, that's true. Come to Paradise Square at the Barrymore Theater on 47th between Broadway and 8th. Please do. You're going to have a good time. She's epic, honey. She's giving you 1863 epicness. Come on. <laughs> and with that, thank you, Joaquina for coming by Black Hair in the Big Leagues. You're such a joy. You're so awesome and filled with so much wisdom. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I'm so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not 
be the same without you. <laughs> Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.